Hi, and thanks for joining us again. This is I-80 Sports, and today it is MLS. We're about a third of the way through the season. We're here with Alex, and we have been every week so far. This is our 10th episode and the 10th week of MLS soccer. Alex, how does that make you feel? Uh, feels great to be back, Bob, to be honest with you. Uh, otherwise, let's see. Let's talk about how we were right and wrong on, our, uh, on the start of the year, what we said. Absolutely. Now, the first segment, we're going to get into week 10. We're going to recap week nine very quickly today, but we want to get into the spots where we called our shots and we're right. And we called our shots and we were wrong. So first let's start on a, on a happy, positive note, Alex. One thing that you were right about to start this season, you're going to pump your chest right now. What was it? Uh, well, I did like, uh, Two things I, I was pretty much right on. San Jose and New England being not that good. Uh, and it shows so far this year, even though San Jose's won two of the last couple games, the beginning of the year, they were just brute awful. And New England, I mean, I still don't know what's going on up there. Brad Friedel making some crazy comments. His lineup is never the same week in, week out. Uh, they're, they're just a mess up there. Fans want a new stadium. There's no end in sight. Uh, yeah, San Jose and the wing, I was pretty much right on that they weren't going to be any good this year. At least we know uh, their owner's happy. At least we know Robert Kraft is still getting his, you know? Yeah, well, you know. This is where the people at home laugh. This is where the people at home laugh because yeah, you know, Robert I mean, Kraft not... joke. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone wants a happy ending, I guess. What can I tell you? It is. It's like a Disney story. Okay. <laughs> My spot, and, and I have to go most recent, last week during the episode, I told you, Alex. Minnesota did not win in their first game. They had two games at home last week, and I said they would not win their first one at home, and they would win the second one at home. What happens? They go winless at home. They tie Galaxy on Wednesday. Sunday, they take DC at home and win the game. I said they would sing Wonderwall for the first time April 28th, and I was damn right. And I'm going to pump my chest. Boom. Bob was right. Yeah, I mean, uh, week one, if you go back to our pockets, real, and you know, I like Minnesota from day one. They, a lot of people have been talking to, talk about them in the offseason. They made a lot of changes with new stadium coming on. Uh, you know, Gray Goose, their center midfielder, controlling the play to, up front. They're scoring goals. Looks like their home is going to be a fortress. I know they, have, they haven't had positive results the first couple games. That looks like it's going to be a tough place to play once they start getting used to it. Minnesota, you're right on, has been, uh, from day one, they've been one of the surprises on the moment. And they finally did it, like I said, on Sunday. Not on Wednesday. On Sunday, they got the win. We heard Wonderwall. That's just great for broadcasting. I mean, the audio, they had it all set up and ready. They MLS has this set up. This is not some CCL fly-by-night stuff. They had the broadcasters there. They were focused. They knew what was going on. Really, really good stuff. Props to Minnesota. Props to their fan base. And props on getting their first win at home. Now, that's easy because we were right. We got to go into where we were wrong, and I'll go first. Philadelphia Union looked like they were toast. I wrote them off. I said they're garbage, and they're going to be garbage all season. Now, in their last six games, they're 4-1-1 one, and one, and look like a contender. David Akam has three goals, two assists in only 317 minutes. He's played a lot of games, doesn't have a lot of minutes. That's really, really good for a player that was just kind of thrown out like yesterday's garbage. Now, Bedoya, Burke, Marco Fabian all have two goals. Good team effort, and they're winning, 
and their DPs are contributing. We're seeing Marco Fabian. We saw him in CCL. We know he's a Mexican star. He's contributing. He's adding to this team after a very slow start. I was wrong on Philadelphia Union, Alex. Yeah, surprisingly, they only have one loss I think, in the last seven games. Uh, and Fabian's been out for a couple of the games, too, so they have other guys step up. Uh, I was critical of Corey Burke at the beginning of the year. He scored some goals recently. Uh, I always said if they get some goal scoring, consistent goal scoring, they're going to be a tough out uh, come playoff time. This looks like a playoff team right now. Uh, and you know, At the beginning of the season, I really wasn't sure, but you know, this team is uh, hitting on some cylinders right now. Absolutely now, Alex. I said where I was wrong. you got to let us know where you were wrong. Uh, this this is pretty bad. I thought Colorado was going to be a lot better. Uh, they signed a bunch of MLS veterans. They are really they are really really bad. I mean, they're just they have no wins on the season. Uh, the coach came out the other day and says we can't compete without spending more money. They're yes. only DP. He sold his players out. He said, "Oh, that locker room's got to be <laughs> it's, it's real bad." I mean, I, I, this guy can't last. I mean, is it? I don't know. Is he Australian, New Zealand, something like that? I'm not sure, but you can't be making statements like that at 30 this season. I mean, their only DP is Tim Howard. Was he 47 years old? I mean, I mean that's a problem. If you don't, you're not even using three DP. I complain about the Rebels buying three. These guys only have one. It's their goal. Well, well, they got rid of one recently. Who was who? Was it Gashi? Yeah, they released him or something like that. He wasn't really producing last year anyway. He I mean, they, was, he again, was if you don't sign the right DPs, you're not going to win. And these guys don't have any DPs on the front ten. Absolutely. I, now, Colorado is 0-2-7. They're winless in nine games. Their coach says they don't have talent. They don't have the ability to win games. Now, that's different than saying we don't we don't have the effort. We did something wrong. He said the guys in the locker room are not good enough to win games. In nine games, they have 16 yellow and four red cards. That is 20 cards in nine games. That's too many. They've given up 23 goals this year. I mean, 24 now. 24 now. Whatever. It's it's an incredible statistic. I mean, you can't expect to win games that way. Again, and their owner is uh, Franke, I do believe. Yeah. He owns Arsenal. The guy makes Kraft look like a, a peasant. This guy's got a lot of money, so it's very strange what's going on there. The guy's not spending money. I don't know what's going on in Colorado. I mean, last year... They, they shored up their defense. This the, the defense was the problem. They they tried to shore it up. Now, I think it was three years ago, they were the best defense in the league. The last two years, they were among the worst, if not the worst. They got Rosenberry to try to shore things up. That did not work. Who was the other guy? Opare? Opara? Yeah, um, Ike Opara, I mean, is in Minnesota. I don't know who the, the to be honest with you, I don't know where the back four is right now. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem right off the bat. Again, I feel bad for Tim Howard. This is his last hurrah. He's going to go out this way. Uh, he deserves a lot better. One of the greatest American goalkeepers of all time to have to go out like, like this. But again, I, you know, they signed up, they got a bunch of MLS veterans they brought in trying to make a difference. Hey, Kamar scoring some goals, but he's a cancer in their locker room. Everybody knows this. Uh, Alan Acosta is just um, fell off the planet. He, had pro- he was looking pretty good in Dallas, and something happened. They traded him, and now he's a shadow of what he was. They got a lot of issues in Colorado. I mean, they need a, a complete upgrade from management, coach, players down. I mean, the whole the whole thing's got to be wiped clean. Absolutely. Now, one more time. Where were you right, Alex? We're, we're, we're going around in, uh, again. Second time now. I also picked Colorado on being wrong, so I kind of, I guess we kind of both take that up. We both throw that on our own shoulders. 
Where were you right, Alex? One more time. Give us a great excuse where when you were right. Well, I, I did say uh, earlier, I did say San Jose, New England. Uh, either way you want to look at it, they're both terrible. Uh, it wasn't that hard to really predict when it, being in a season when it started and it's continuing. Again, San Jose showing some signs on their Almeida, but with Brad Friedel in New England, uh, I, I don't know how to describe what's going on there. They, they never have the same lineup twice. I said earlier, uh, I don't know. I just To me, they're not going anywhere, and it was easy to predict it being in a season. Absolutely. Now, I, I picked it up in the meantime just to look at the back line. The back line that we're supposed to be uh, impressed with is Rosenberry, Opare, Smith, and Vines. I mean, it's just, I, just it's nothing. Oh, they have, have Win and Cerna back there. Win on Cer- Win and Cerna. If you ask me, the way you say it, like you're asking me, we already know it's a problem. Yeah, yeah that, that's fair enough. Let's see, we're right off the bat. They're not household names. No one knows what's going on back there. Oh, yeah, Again, they, they did get Opare oh, this, this season. Um, that's not going to work. That's not going to do it. Um, Kellen Acosta's been, you know, MIA. He's on the back of milk cartons at this point. I don't know. What, yeah, again, I don't know what happened to that kid. He had a few. Looks like he was going to be a player for the U.S. national team. Now he's not. Even, we're not even thinking he's going to be even in camp, let alone to be on the national team. Absolutely. Now I get to brag about where I was right, and that's with Atlanta. They took a big step back this off season. We liked Pitti Martinez um, early in CCL when he flashed. He has zero goals, zero assists so far this season. We saw Frank de, Gore, de, de Boer leave. Uh, Frank de Boer. We saw Frank Tabor come in, and to absolutely nothing, he tried to change the style. Apparently, Atlanta is possessing, and they're going back on all that great counterattacking they were doing last season. Almarone, Tata Martino, both leaving, changed this team big time, and there's no way to avoid it. Now, you can build and get better from there, or you can let that destroy your team. Right now, they are not looking good. Pity Martinez, body language. Alex. Yeah, I, I've, been dead, I've been dead wrong on P.T. Martinez. I thought I called him an MVP candidate when he came in. Uh, the early Champions League game, he looked like he was going to be one. And as soon as MLS regular season started, he got hurt. And his adjustment to MLS has been terrible. I mean, really bad. Again, Atlanta. I mean, I thought Atlanta would take a step back losing Almiral but, and uh, Coach Martino. But P.T. Martinez is a South American midfielder in the year. He's better than Almiral. So obviously, something's gone. Listen. It's not all dead and gloom in Atlanta. They've only given up eight goals so far this year. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and that's going to keep me in. Again, I, I don't like their defense, but specifically, they're only giving up eight goals a game. Eight goals in, what, nine? They're playing nine or ten games this year. I'm not even sure. Barely a goal a game they're giving up. So they're, the things are not that. If they can get their score, if Joseph Martinez can start scoring again and get consistent midfield play and start hitting people on the counter like they did last counter year. Counter-attack. With reckless abandon, I mean, they, they didn't let you breathe. You know what I mean? They start playing that kind of style again, they're going to be deadly, especially at home on that turf and the Mercedes Benz. Absolutely. Now, I think Atlanta is going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to turn around and get better. But what I was right on was that they took a step back. They are not going to be a dominant force. They are. I don't see them as an MLS Cup contender right now. Barco is their best player by a mile. And that's a big change from last year. He's a very young kid to put that on his shoulders. It's going to be very interesting moving on. So I was right. Atlanta took a step back. Um, and it's like it's like MLS doesn't even follow this stuff. If you go to MLS.com, 
they're still pumping Atlanta's chest. You know, they're at the beginning of the season. It was Atlanta United radio. You know, anytime you turn on the TV, MLS talking about Atlanta United. No, that time is over. They are not the dominant force. They have a lot of work to do, Alex. And I was right. I was right. Absolutely. And again, if you're, we're playing, who's going to be the first coach fired? Uh, Frank DeBoer is right there. He's near the top of the list, if not on top of the list. He's still got pressure to win. Again, now the Colorado coach after the comments this week is next on the list. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, he's right there with Chris Armitz on the New York, on the Red Bulls. We'll get to that later. But those three guys uh, definitely got to look over their shoulder because if you're bet- if you're betting in one of those three, I'm going to guarantee you're going to be the first coach fired this year. Absolutely. Actually, is there anything else you want to uh, bash yourself or pump your chest on? Anything you got right or got wrong in the first half of the season? First third uh, of the I'll, season. I'll, I'll tell you what I was wrong on. I did not think Nani would be this good on Orlando. That's uh, fair. We did we did poo poo that pick away. I, I I definitely I thought he was done. I thought he was another you know the old MLS 2.0, not the 3.0. We're going now coming here to cash a paycheck and retire. Guy's got five goals in the last four games. I mean he's you know single handedly putting keeping Atlanta in the playoff run. Dom Dwyer can't see the field because of Nani's out there. Absolutely. That's, I should tell you something. So I was I was dead wrong on Nani. Again, the long season, a lot of travel. He's a little older. He can get hurt. But as of right now, I was dead wrong on Nani. He's been he's been excellent for MLS and for Orlando. Absolutely, the great uh, Manchester United product there. Yeah, he played for the Red Devils, um, and now he's tearing up MLS. He's he's looked really really good, um, except for that game in Red Bull. He didn't do really do anything that game. But anyway, it's week nine. And we have to recap what just happened. Okay, We're going to get to predictions later, but first we want to talk about a couple games. Now, we saw 10 teams play twice last season, and that could put you in a great position to go up a few points and give your team momentum. Very difficult to travel and play on short rest in the United States. Now, only one team took advantage, and only one team took two wins. Alex, what if I told you last week that that team was going to be the Montreal Impact? Again, uh, they should be one of the surprises of MLS. Piatti's the one of the best players MLS has been playing. He's been hurt, and they're getting results. Uh, shocking. That'll be honest with Shocking. You look at their roster. They're not household names. Uh, some foreign players, you don't even know what league they're from, but they're, they're, they're producing, and they're getting results, positive results. Now, Montreal is three wins, two draws, and one loss in the last six games. Not bad. And with 17 points. Now, Two teams got zero points out of those two games. That would be Columbus Crew and Chicago Fire. Columbus Crew has now lost four straight games and looks to be in pretty poor form. Um, Really quickly, NYCFC beat Chicago 1-0 on Wednesday. Also Columbus 0-DC 1. Minnesota and Galaxy tied at 0. That was the game I predicted earlier. Seattle 2-San Jose 2. The game I really want to talk about is... That New England-Montreal game where Montreal went to New England and took three points. Now, Piatti was missing again. They had to go with Piette at center attacking midfield. Who Just seeing his name in that lineup and it's like, oh, Piatti's back? No, wait, it's Piette. It's like that. It's like Bodega brand Coca-Cola where like they change one letter. You got like a Tommy Hilfinger watch. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Zero goals. Zero assists in 900 minutes for Piette this season. That's not good. That's not good stuff. Um, He can't fill in the whole season, but they've been contributing regardless. Now, all three goals here came after minute 79. So they kind of straw that broke the camel's back. 
Um, in minute 71, Aruti was subbed off for Anthony Jackson Hamill. That seemed to be the spark that the offensive needed. Goals were scored by Shome at 79 minutes, Jackson Hamill at 85 and 90 plus three. Now, Lovitz got an assist and helped the defense to its second clean sheet. He was on my fantasy team and he scored 21 points with those two clean sheets this week. Really good stuff now. Montreal, two clean sheets, two wins. They're up six points in the matter of four days. Alex, what do you see here? Uh, again, we're just surprising. However, uh, Daniel Lovitz, the uh, U.S. national team member, played has been playing very, extremely well. Uh, picked up his game. Cody Cropper in his game, the goalie New England, had a howler. Uh, again, like a Sean Johnson type yeah. miscue a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's... You can't. This can't be happening at MLS. I mean, but it, it continues to happen. The goalie makes a blunder and causes a change the momentum of the game. There's no way New England was going to come back after that. But look, full credit to Montreal. Uh, they're using their whole roster again with some injuries to plug in guys. Next man up. Next man up. And they're getting and they're getting results and they're scoring goals and they're not letting goals in. That formula equals wins. And there you say it. Absolutely. That's you know soccer. You got to score more goals than your opponent. <laughs> Rule number one. Now, on Saturday, there were eight games. NYCFC and Orlando tied at one. Toronto lost at home to Portland, two to one. FC Dallas and San Jose drew at zero. Vancouver and Philadelphia drew at one. Atlanta beat Colorado, one nil. Red Bull beat Cincinnati, one nil. Houston beat Columbus Crew, two zero. And Sporting KC in New England tied at four. There were two games I want to talk about from this match. First one is Houston beating Columbus 2-0. Now, after getting shut out Wednesday, the crew hit the road against the Dynamo. Again, they scored zero points. Um, Dynamo is 5-1 in their last six game, Alex. 5-1 in their last six games. No, this team is going under the radar and they're playing attractive, attacking soccer and nobody's talking about them. I mean, it's crazy. Uh only one loss on the year, I do believe. Columbus, I mean, in this game, Columbus had three starters that didn't even make the 18. Iguain was out, Artur was out, and Mensa was out. I don't know what Caleb Porter's doing, doing a rotation there, I guess, two games a week, but they weren't even on the bench. Uh, again, Houston, Amoral Manotes, he's got to be considered for, uh, another candidate for most valuable player. I mean, just, just doing great, yeah. great things. And the, team, the team has scored 14 goals. He's either had a goal and assist in 12 of them. I mean, you know, he's involved in, in the play. He's always involved in the play if they're going to score. Again, they hit you on the counter so quickly. It reminds me a lot of Atlanta last year. It, 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 it's, yeah. it's a joy to watch this team. A joy to watch this team, especially offensively. They they like to run and gun. And uh, MLS player, look out. Nobody's talking about these guys. but Well, we are talking about them. And Thomas Martinez is the cam. He's doing really, really good stuff. Elise, Elise is my candidate. You want to know Elise is my candidate for? Player most likely to be gone at, at during the summer transfer window. He, he just... was, you know, never thought he was going to leave before the season started, and he stayed. Uh, again, Houston, I, I might, you know, the back line is the only, I, I always say this back line is something I question, but what team in MLS has a great back line? This team is really under the radar, but they could score and they play attractive soccer. I would definitely check these guys out if you haven't seen them yet on TV. They're fun to watch. Elise, four goals and four assists in just six appearances this season team is doing really well on offense now Sunday was all about finishing both teams had an equal share of the ball 
Houston had 18 shots to Columbus's 20. Columbus had 20 shots, but Houston put six of them on target where Columbus only had four, and that led to a 2-0 result. Now, really, really great game. A lot of fun stuff to watch. Very attacking on both sides. Now, don't let that zero by Columbus fool you. They played well at points. It just wasn't enough, and they end up with their second loss of the season. Now, Saturday also... Had a great 4-4 game. That is Kansas City hosting New England. Now, watch this game live. A lot of stuff happened, and it seemed like 4-4 was a really generous score on, uh, sorry, a really stingy score on both sides. This could have been 6-4, 6-2, 8-5. A lot of goals. I think there were like two, three goals called back. Two red cards. New England ended with only nine men on the field. New England held a two-goal lead at two separate points during the game. Of course, Christian Namath had two goals. Felipe Gutierrez had two goals for New England. Uh, Caicedo had two goals. Agudelo with a goal. And Duan Jones with a goal. Brandon Bai and Jaleel Anibaba, both with red cards. Did you watch this game, Alex? I saw bits and pieces of it. Uh, again, New England, what's going on there? I don't know. They're all 4-2. At one point in the game, you would think even with the upper man, you should hold on, get the lead. They didn't. Uh, 4-4, I guess, is a fair result. I was saying he was losing the whole game, but New England, you're up 4-2, to and you blow his game. I mean, Now, Sporting Kansas City had 76% possession to New England's 24. That's not going to work, New England. Oh, well, when, you up, when you're up two guys, you're definitely going to have more possession. But... Uh, Christian Nemeth has been really, really solid for this team. Uh, you know, he was on the team. He left. He went to Qatar. I think he bounced around. Wasn't happy. He finally came back. I think he was at New England last year. Uh, didn't do anything. Now he's in back to Kansas City when he produced a couple years ago. Almost. He's been excellent for this team, scoring goals. Uh, Gutierrez has also been very good. He had two goals in this game. Going Kansas City, I think, is uh, facing uh, a lag. They're tired from the Champions League. They went all the way you know, to the semifinals and bowed out they put a lot into that they had a lot of road games in between they short did. rest and you know, i think this is we're seeing some they're dropping some points that they usually would have had if they didn't have champions league in my opinion because they're still a dangerous thing they're at about 500 this season they they've had a rough stretch as of recently but i don't think that's going to last too long and one of the things that makes me think that when i look at their pass accuracy sporting kc pass accuracy during this game was 83 percent New England's pass accuracy was 58%. You're not going to hold on to a two-goal lead with a 50% pass accuracy. And that tells the story right here. Sporting KC comes back from two separate uh, two-goal disadvantages to tie New England 4-4 in full time. Now, Sunday had four games this week. Montreal beat Chicago 1-0, Minnesota beat D.C. 1-0, Seattle tied LAFC 1-1, and the Galaxy scored two goals to beat RSL 2-1 at home. Now, the game I really wanted to look at here was going to be the Seattle Sounders LAFC rematch, which ended in a 1-1 draw. Alex, what do you think about this game? Uh, Two red cards for Seattle. And they still got a result. Again, LAFC to me is the best team in the league. Carlos Vela again, early MVP with a big goal in this game. Uh, Seattle scored a goal on a terrible back pass to the goal in uh, what, first minute in. 
and Morris just you know put it right. It was an easy goal. For him. Can't do that with him. Uh, there. Uh, Nicholas Ladero was excellent for Seattle with the red cards. He was he was great in this game. He kept Seattle in it. L.A. was pressing, 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 and they just couldn't get the second goal. They got to be disappointed, you know, being up a man or two to of course. not get the not get the three points. But however, when you go into Seattle, any result you can get as a road team, you take it. And you know, one one I guess is a fair result. Absolutely. Now I do want to point out, of course. That first red card was in the 18th minute of the game. Goal was 1-1. Now, I watched the first five minutes of the game and saw two goals. Jordan Morris in the first, Carlos Vela in the fourth, and then rolled down with the red card in the 18th. Looked like a really sloppy play. He went to shove someone. Someone pushed his hand. He ended up hitting a player in the face. I guess that's a red card, but, man, that really deprived us of the rematch we were so desperately seeking, Alex. Yeah, again, you know, you can't, if you're getting an argument, you can't put your hands anywhere near a player's face. It's an automatic card, whether it's an accident or not. I mean, it's clear cut the rules. Again, in, in, as with tempers, this happens. In big games, you really don't want to see it. I would love to see what would happen if it was 11 on 11. Absolutely. Uh, however, you know, Carlos Vela shined. LAFC, again, best team in MLS right now. Uh, they continue to shine. No, No argument there. I would like to point out that Christian Roldan and Kevin Leardham both had straight red cards, which means that they will get a full one-game suspension. After this, they will not be playing soccer this week. Now, the recap is done. We're going to look ahead to next week. Alex, do you have your predictions ready for us? I'm ready. Okay, we're ready too for you. Now, Wednesday, that'll be tomorrow night. Philly is hosting FC Cincinnati. Philly has looked... Very, very good lately. Cincinnati has fizzled since the beginning of the season. Who's your take here? Uh, Philadelphia is a home. I'm going to take Philadelphia 2-0. Again, Cincinnati was a little unfortunate last week against Red Bulls. They had three posts in the second half to lose 1-0. Still having trouble scoring there, Cincinnati. Until Adi gets back, I don't see. You know, Darren Maddox is not the answer over there. Uh, Philadelphia is getting goals from all over the place. All over. All over, so I'm going to go Philadelphia 2 nothing. They're playing well. Why is I keep up? Let's go Philadelphia with a two-goal win in this one. Friday night. I love Friday night in the games because you all know I'm a member of ESC. ESC has our kick around, 6.30 to 8. means I get home, get showered, get to put some soccer on. Colorado's hosting Vancouver at 9 p.m. on Friday. Who's taking this game? Might not want to watch this game because it's going to be pretty ugly. It's uh, gross. <laughs> uh Colorado hasn't won. Vancouver, one win, I think, on the year. Two max. Vancouver got a lot of problems in the front office and coaches and inappropriate contact contact with female players in the youth system. Fans are walking out. They Real got issues. Bad. Yeah. Colorado, I mean, giving up goals left and right. Who do you take here, really? Uh, let's go 1-1 one, one in this game. That seems fair. Both teams get very good. Now, I, I do want to point out that I didn't really notice this before. Maybe it has been mentioned. Midweek games in MLS for me are kind of like Thursday NFL games. Like a little hard to predict and not as exciting as you want them to be. So I think 0-0. Zero, zero. If anyone's any major star has got the slightest injury and they think the opponent isn't, you know, the subpar, they're going to sit them out. A lot of players sit into, yeah. So going into the main slate, there are 10 games this Saturday and one game on Sunday. We start out with a 2 o'clock game, which means breakfast burritos in the tailgate. 
Red Bulls host LA Galaxy. I hate to do this, but Bob, let me ask you a question. Red Bulls have how many wins on the year? Not enough. They have two, two right? Two. Two, 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 and four. Yeah. The teams they beat are San Jose. Yeah. It's Cincinnati. Yeah. Arguably two non-playoff teams. Yeah. LA Galaxy was one game all year. Yeah. They have Zlatan. He's playing, correct? He is playing. Uh, you know where I'm going with it. LA Galaxy 2-1. Two, 2-1. Two, okay. At least we get on the board. Four o'clock, move to our well, land. Yeah, yeah. Again, I was going to take it 2 nothing, but you know it's hard as a Rebel supporter to, to pick them getting blown out at home. So that's why I went 2 up. And you know they have the ability to put their kids on and put up a 4. So it's very hard to say 0 on Red Bull at any given time. It's really hard to bet against them at any given time because they have the young ability, they have the talent, and they're so unpredictable. They're one of the most unpredictable teams for me in MLS right a, now. Being to interrupt you, I'm... They have not played one complete game this year or third into the season. And there's nothing that I've seen and you're watching that you're, I think you agree with me, that's going to say, oh, this is the week they're going to turn it on and blow somebody out. Well, we're going to play San Jose again, right? Yeah, again, in that game, they were toward the first half, San Jose was better. Red Bulls cannot put two halves together against, you know, this past week against Cincinnati, second half, Cincinnati was better. I mean, they cannot put two halves together. It's just crazy. So until I see a complete game, I cannot pick the Red Bulls against a, a team I think is better, um, especially record um, record wise. I have to go LA Galaxy here. Talk about better teams record wise. Orlando City is going to host Toronto at home. Yeah, this is a tough game to pick. Uh, Alphador, I do believe, is still out, and they looked poor without him last week. Uh, Get some Tyler. Maybe playing. some Tyler Boyd. Maybe it's finally Tyler Boyd time. Uh, I'm, I'm not a Boyd guy, He's you know that. Uh, this is one of my upsets here. I want to take, or even though you know Pizuela is one of my favorite players in MLS, you know, love him on Toronto. I'm going to take Orlando. I know they're home, but I think Toronto should be the favorite. I'm going to take Orlando one nothing in this game. One of the better teams, one of the better games to watch is four o'clock. Houston Dynamo against FC Dallas in the Battle of Texas down there, four o'clock on Saturday. This is going to be a really, really good game to watch. Who are you taking? This is probably, if not the game of the week, the top two or three games of the week. First, uh, you know, Texas Derby of the year. Dallas with a bunch of young kids. Not afraid. Love to run and gun up and down the field. However, Houston has been only one loss, like we said. Hit you on the counter. Notus has been fantastic. i got to take Houston at home in this game. And this, this should be high scoring. I'm going to go 3-2 Houston. You're taking the experience over the youth here. Yes. Well, right now, Montreal is going to host NYCFC in Montreal. What do you think here? I think Piatti's coming back. Uh, if not, you get Piatti, the budget brand Piatti. Oh, yeah, I want Piatti. I want Nacho. Uh, again, it's a tough, this is a tough matchup. Montreal's been winning some games. Uh, NYC has been better. A bear looks like he looks like he's going to be a goal scorer for yes. them. For two goals in the last three games and another assist. This this is a tough game to call. NYCFC keeps tying all the time. It can't get results on the road. Montreal's won some games. This is a tough game. I'm going to go one one in this game. All right, all right. Now, NYCFC is uh, two six and one with six draws this season. So. Maybe a draw would be a better guess on this one. Now, Philadelphia is going to host New England, two teams that know each other very well. 
Philadelphia on the up and up, New England on the down and down. That is 7.30 on Saturday. Alex? Uh, New England's got two guys with red cards out. You know, I don't like them. Philadelphia's been winning. Only one loss in the last, what, five? I know I picked them earlier in the week against Cincinnati. I'm going to ride them out. Let's take Philadelphia one nothing in this game. All right, so you're taking Philly to win two games this week. Yes, yes why not? It's hard to hear from a New York fan. Now, moving on, D.C. United yeah. is going to host Columbus. Columbus, again, went 0-2 last season and has not scored in their last two games. I think it's four games in a row. They lost four in a row in Columbus. Columbus, I'll pull it up right now. You can keep uh, keep, keep talking okay. about your pick. I got D.C. United at home in this one, at least 2 nothing. This is why Jesse Zardes is so frustrating to the U.S. national team player guy. He needs him right now to score, and he's nowhere to be found. I mean, I know he needs service, but again, Jesse Zardes is very tough player to. It's a tough player to love. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. of course. And he's on and off my fantasy team. DC has been a little hot and cold lately. They were hot at the beginning of the season. They cooled off a little bit. Wade Rooney had a great free kick goal last week. Uh, they're home. I know they got blown at home by LAFC, but Columbus can't score right now. Until I see Columbus scoring, I can't pick them. I'm going to take DC 2 nothing. For the record, Columbus has scored one goal in their last four games. Not looking close. good there. Yeah, okay. and if you look at this season, they only have eight goals and 11 against this season. That's pretty rough. Not good. Moving on, Minnesota hosts Seattle in is what might be the second best game this week, maybe between that and the Houston game. Minnesota, Seattle, are we getting more Wonderwall? I think so. Uh, Seattle had the two red cards. Again, they're going to have to change the lineup. And tough call here, but it, it, it is a tough call. And I really want to know if their striker's coming back. That's a that's a huge yeah. deal. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Minnesota this game two to one. All right, only be closer. Moving on, RSL hosts Portland. Portland getting a lot better. You know the story is they're you know they're on the road for the first I don't know how many games since the stadium's being renovated. Uh, they won two out of the last three after not winning a whole bunch of being a season. Again, they're on the road again. Real Salt Lake, the high altitude. I'm going to have to take Real Salt Lake in this game. one nothing. All right. Now San Jose is going to host FC Cincinnati in a game that no one will watch. No, probably me and you. We're the only two guys watching this on ESPN Plus on uh, Saturday night. But, uh, wow. I want to take San Jose. Uh, they've looked better in the last couple of weeks over Cincinnati. Two to one. Cincinnati. With the Real Salt Lake game going on and the next game starting a half hour later, I doubt I'll be watching very much, maybe 10 minutes. Um, you know, until the rewind comes on, then I'll watch it. LAFC is going to host Chicago 1030 on Saturday night. LAFC, to me, the best team in MLS right now. Chicago is. I was not walking in there and getting a result. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go LAFC 3-1 in this game. All right. Now, on Sunday, Sporting KC hosts Atlanta in the only Sunday game. Wow. This is a tough call. This is, again, Frank DeBoer. If he loses this game, oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what? I got faith. I'm going to take Atlanta in the upset on the road to win this game 2-1. to one. All right. All right. Good stuff. Uh, looking for a little upset there. 
Now, let's just skip to our upset pick of the week now because you just said it. Is that your upset pick of the week? That or Atlanta over Toronto. Yeah, let me go Atlanta and go into Kansas City and get a result. I'm going to take Atlanta over Kansas City. Absolutely. That's a bigger upset to me than Orlando over Toronto because Orlando's home. My upset of the week is actually going to be dependent. It's got a little asterisk next to it, and that depends on Raul Ruiz Diaz. If Raul Ruiz Diaz is back, I think Seattle can go into Minnesota and get the win. Minnesota, to me, is not an elite team. They are a very, very good team. I think. I thought maybe, hey, maybe I was wrong. I thought Minnesota was going to go in and just kill it all season. They have some work to do. They have injuries. They have Ibarra and Ibarra who've been in and out of the rotation there. They need to get that short up. If all the cards fall right, Seattle Sounders are going to beat Minnesota. I'm going to be waiting again with the sports book to see how much the over-under is, how how many plus points Seattle has. But I can see myself putting a couple bucks on Seattle this week if Raul Ruiz Diaz is looking towards making a return. And finally, our guarantees of the week. My guarantee of the week is Philly beating FC Cincinnati at home. And for the record, I have Cincinnati going 0-2 this week. That is my lock. Alex, what is your lock of the week? My lock of the week is going to be Houston over Dallas. Ooh. The lock, the guarantee. Yeah, I cha- I, cha- and I had a couple games circled here. And I'm like, you know what? I talked myself. Go bold. Like, Go bold. Ah, Houston. Yeah, Houston to me. And they're right under the radar. That's the way I like it. I'm going to keep taking them. Houston. Of course, in MLS, it's always great to take experience over youth. Not always, but once in a while, it's going to pay off this week. I really wish, Alex, that the sports book came out a little early. And maybe Vegas is catching on and they're a little smart. They know we're doing this show now. They're putting odds out on Thursday night, Friday night for Saturday games. We need it earlier. We need to talk. We need to get the people the information. Maybe I'll post a little 10 or 15 minute clip later on this week and show you. um, Maybe throw three bets and maybe a parlay or two out there for you. But I, this is killing me. NFL, Monday morning, (laughs) all the stat lines for the next week are out. You can see what the uh, betting lines are. MLS, get on it. Come on. I want to bet. I want to bring it to the people, Alex, you know? Yeah, it's still, you know, it's the legal gambling is new. MLS is for gamblers. Some people are just getting into it. So I'm, I, as time goes by, I'm sure the odds are going to be pushed, come out sooner and sooner and sooner and change during the week as the money moves. Absolutely. I was actually a little surprised. They're, they're taking a lot of things into effect. The one thing that really has gotten me angry so far, if they do put the stats on up, you know, Wednesday for a Wednesday and Sunday lineup, like right now, it won't let you bet on the same team twice in the same week. So I was trying to like this week, if I wanted to parlay Cincy losing and Cincy losing, you can't do it. It's called like a conditional because one of the team, one of the games might be conditional on the next. Then I'll let you do it. Come on, man. Killing me. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, Bob. I'm sure, you know, more complaints. They'll change it down the line. Well, I'm This is my formal complaint. I'm playing it right now with DraftKings guys. Thanks for joining us again. Week 10. This is our 10th week. Man, the time is flying by. We're a third of the way through the season. Alex, thanks again for joining us. Great to be back. And one more thing. Dennis Hamlet, you're still on notice. You need help on Red Bulls and you're doing absolutely nothing. We know certain people around MLS listen to our show. 
it it only makes sense. We're one of the few that really, really hammers it. Dennis Hamlet, you're fired. Let's get Dude, the, we need the Donald Trump clip. We need the Donald Trump. You're fired. Dude, Portland is linked with a, a DP forward. Why are they linked and we're not linked with anybody? Well, because, we're not, because we're not looking. I mean, that's pretty obvious, right? You can't play Cincinnati, <laughs> San Jose every week. You can't. Well, we, to get results. we could. What was that back in the, the old 60s Braves? Spawn insane and pray for rain. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> not looking I, good for soccer. Guys, thanks yeah. for joining us. Have a great week. Thank you.